0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. So glad that you could be here. Uh, Before we start, let me just ask you to click that like button. Uh, Click that share button, so share this video. And if you haven't subscribed, why not? Go ahead right now and do it. Uh, Also, uh, hey, there are three ways you can give. Down below in the description, uh, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. We appreciate any donation amount that you are able to give. So today, have another guest on the show, special guest, uh, Shana Rattler. We'll get into the topics of what is a guy shift, and what about uh, navigating difficult seasons? What is that all about? Well, stay tuned, and we'll dive into that. Welcome to the show, Restoring Your Voice, with me, your host. I'm going to help you use your God-given voice. I'm going to equip you for the good works of Jesus and prepare you for the return of Jesus. I'm going to do this through hitting up hot biblical topics, the problem areas in the body of Christ, in the charismatic, in other areas of the body of Christ, in an attempt to help bring clarification, purity, consecration in love and patience as the Bible commands. I'm going to have special guests on that are going to equip you and edify you through their stories that give God the glory where you'll get different viewpoints and different areas because we're all one body and we all have a piece of the puzzle to share with one another. So I look forward to you watching, listening, and interacting. All right, and with that, I'm going to bring on my guest. Welcome to the show, Shana.
1: Hi, Pastor McGuire. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Yes. So before we start, I guess, why don't you just tell the audience a bit about yourself and uh, your ministry?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Shana Rattler, and I am the founder of A God Shift Movement, and it's all a ministry around helping believers to embrace disruption collide with God's purpose and move them into a greater destiny. Um, I am the host of a God Shift podcast, a God Shift radio, a God Shift with Shane Rattwood television, a God Shift the book. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all its all a God Shift. Um, but overall, I just consider myself to be a bold, courageous, life-changing child of God that is really committed to helping believers to enter the next chapter of their life and do it Amen. with confidence.
0: Nice. So. I guess we we'll probably should start with the question What is a God shift?
1: Absolutely. So, my definition of a God shift is anytime a disruption in our life collides with God's purpose, but it ultimately moves you into a greater destiny. And as a result of this process, not only do our lives improve, but most often the lives of other people improve as well. Because I believe, Pastor McGuire, that God uses unexpected circumstances and he uses disruption to get our attention because so many of us are either pursuing the wrong place or we're putting priorities on the wrong things. And I believe that he's so committed to his results that if we're putting energy into a path that he doesn't have planned for us, he's going to shake our lives up in whatever way he knows will work specifically for us. The question is, are we going to hear what it is that he wants us to hear Are we going to see what it is that he wants us to see, learn what it is that he wants us to learn? And for many of us, are we going to go where it is that he needs us next? And so a God shift is all about when you find yourself. My most recent book, it's called A God Shift, A Divine Move from Disruption to Destiny. And I start that book off by saying, what the hell is going on? I think that those are six words that believers ask themselves, at least at one point in their lives or another. And so a God shift is really about. How do you elevate God's position in your life in order to to reveal and access what it is that he has next for us? Because I believe that regardless of how great you're doing right now or how poor things look like they're going, there's still another level of destiny that awaits all of us, but a God shift is going to be required for us to get there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I like it. Um, So I guess what you're saying is that uh, difficult areas is not normal for, for the, for everybody, no matter if, you know, if you're a Christian, no matter, uh, if you've been walking with the Lord 50 years versus yeah. five years, five oh, days,
1: <laughs> right? five
0: days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I don't think this is talked about enough in the body of Christ. I think a lot of times it's like, well, you're a Christian. So that means, uh, your life is supposed to go well. You know, you're never supposed to have problems ever again or whatever is out there. Right. Uh, so, Using this God shift that you're talking about, uh, how, how is this uh, helping people? or How does this help people to navigate these difficult areas that they will go through at some point in time?
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing for us to recognize is that they're actually designed to develop us, even though it feels like it's going to destroy us. And we have all these colloquialisms. We have all these scriptures that we quote and we know where it is. And almost all of us know Romans 8 and 28. And we we can tell people all day long, especially when it's happening to them, all things work together for good. Well, guess what? When I'm going through, I have a hard time seeing what good is going to be able to come from that. Hmm. But usually once we start to get on the other side of things, we can realize that I felt like I was in a wilderness, but actually I was in a workshop and Hmm. I'm so much better for it now. I now know what my purpose is. I now know how I can help other people. Um, I now know, you know, that I'm closer to God than maybe I was before. So I think that that's the most important thing for us to recognize, that if we make the choice, that these can actually be beneficial and we can use them as tools to actually create a better life. But I don't believe, and it's no slight to any church that's out there, I believe that many churches inspire us and many churches motivate us, but they don't always teach us. What do we do on Thursday Hmm. when the gates of hell, like really bust our lives wide open? What do we do then? Because the emotional high that I felt on Sunday or that I felt on Wednesday is gone. And now I'm like, you know, is this really God? Like, why would he allow this to happen to me? Um, You know, what the hell is going on? But we can make a conscious choice to go, what am I supposed to learn from this? Where am I supposed to go as a result of this? And what do I, what tools do I need to adopt or character traits do I need to adopt to make sure that this is actually creating a better life for me? Because I don't think that he's doing this to like punish me.
0: Hmm. All right. So right. I guess that's a good thing for this question. Uh, so what about when we make a bad choice? In other words, something happens, it's our fault, whatever it may be, you know, I, I got a credit card. I just like what I see. So I'm going to max it out right now. Yeah. I'm in debt and it's it's my fault. Right. Um, I'm sure, you know, it happens to everybody. Everybody makes bad decisions. So what about God using uh, those times in our lives?
1: Well, I think the very first thing that we have to recognize, and this is not a spiritual answer, but the same thing in the same behaviors that got you in the problem, you're not going to be able to use those things to get you out of the problem. You're usually not going to be able to go to the same people to get you out of the problem that were part of the process and getting in getting you into the problem. So the very first thing that I say is like you first have to pause. And ask myself, how did I get here and where do I really want to be? And then more importantly, who do I have to become Hmm. in order for me to experience something else? Because, Pastor, I believe that so often we ask, like, what am I supposed to do now? What, Lord, what do you want me to do? What am I going to do next? And sometimes it's not anything at all about what it is that we need to do to have something better, but it's who do we need to become Mm -hmm. in order to have something better? Because when we focus on becoming the highest version of ourselves, oftentimes the doing takes care of itself of what it is that we're supposed to do actually ends up, you know, becoming attracted to us. But so often we, we focus too much of our efforts on why me instead of asking ourselves what next.
0: Hmm. I like that. So yeah. I, I guess that would play into then, like you mentioned, uh, we you know, people go to church on Sunday, you know, feel great, motivated, or, or whatever it is.
1: High. Right? <laughs> right.
0: Right. And they're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I'm pumped up, you know, like getting pumped up uh, before the game, like a pregame pump up, if you will. But yeah, you know, not now, now it's getting to the half and it's like, what do I do now? You know, I've been blocking, I've been tackling, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm worn out now. What do I do? Yeah. Right, so so how, how does that look like, um, for the Christian all week long? What can, what, what are some of the things we can do to make sure that, that we stay in the fight and fight the good fight of faith?
1: I think one of the first things that we have to do is we have to really make sure that we're taking time to explore why we're here. I don't think enough of us know why we're here, but purpose always leaves clues. Like if I look at my own life, when I was probably in my tweens, not quite a teenager yet, but I was in my tweens. And I used to volunteer at a nursing home in the activities department. And one of my favorite things to do was not stand in the dining room and scream out B-19 for bingo, the people that probably didn't even hear what I said. But there was a lady who was bedbound and it was actually um, fatal if they moved her, like something could explode in her head, so to speak, um, if they moved her. And so I would always go in her room and I would ask her, if you could do anything, if you could leave this room and go anywhere or do anything, what would it be? And then I would go find a book that talked about that And I came back and read it to her. Why do I say that? Because even at that young age, I had clues that my purpose was to help other people's dreams come true. Mm -hmm. I went on to be a physical therapist to help something come to become true. I went on to be a business coach to help people's business dreams become a reality. And so my purpose of why I'm here has not changed over the years, although my assignment has. So I think as believers, if we can spend some time really looking back over our lives and asking ourselves, what are the things that I've been passionate about? What are the things that I've been frustrated about? What are the things that people always come to me for for advice? You usually can take those clues and put them together in a halfway decent picture to know why it is that you're here. Because I believe that when we know why it is that we're here, it helps us to be that guy and be that girl that every single morning When our feet hit the floor, the devil's like, oh, crap, he's up. Oh, Mm -hmm. crap, she's up. Because we now have a why. And so when things come up, it's like, yeah, that happened. But I know ultimately this is why I'm here. And this is the purpose that I'm supposed to serve in the earth. And I can't afford to let other people down. I can't afford to let God down. So let me just give myself a day to have my pity party. I say, Jesus took three days to get up. I'm going to give you one day to get over what you're going through. <laughs> you know, it kinda, you know I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that we have to have some form of why
0: right.
1: that we can pull on the strength of. Because there's going to be days that we're going to question what we're doing. There's going to be days that we want to throw in the towel. But if we can pull on the strength of our why, it gives us something to kind of ground us and pull us back into, okay, it's really not that bad.
0: Hmm. I agree. I mean, I joined the army at eight 18 you know I didn't I just was like I just need to get a job basically you know but but throughout that um, for some reason I focused on that leader in front of my platoon and I was yeah. like I don't know why I said that when I said it I was like'm i one day I'm gonna reach that rank I want I wanted to be there I want it to be a, a, you know a leader and stuff and so I did eventually reach it and so I knew that that for instance leadership and training and stuff like that. Um, and I didn't know, like when, and when I was getting ready to retire from the army, uh, I figured I just knew something about God, God had some kind of call on my life for that. Um, but it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. You know, I, I retired, yeah. my, my health took a, took a, took a dive in many different areas, but, uh, point me, I guess, you know, here, here I am six years out of retirement you know, and I'm, you know, doing what God has finally called me to it wasn't easy to get here. It was difficult, but, uh, I knew that, that God had called me to do that. And when it got
1: tough, you were able to say, but I can't quit because I want that. I want that. I want to accomplish that more than I want to give up because it's tough. Right. Tough doesn't last, typically.
0: No. No, and even when it is tough, uh, I believe if it's the God calling for us, then he'll equip us to do it. You know, for instance, I've been, he's healed me of other stuff. Other stuff he hadn't healed me from yet, you know, and, and some days are more difficult than than others, but I, I'm not going to lie. Every day is kind of difficult for me, but Hey, you know, yep. God, I believe that God equips us to do whatever it is that he has called us to do. Um, regardless if, if we yeah. just say, say yes, like you were saying, how we got to look back we got to say, okay, we got to keep our eye. Okay. Well, I, I know that this is what God has called me to do, but w- what are some of the practical steps like during the week that believers can take, um, to, to accomplish this, you know, especially when quit looks good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I I I'm not a big fan of just staying busy just to pass the time to get your mind off things, but I am a big fan of being very strategic about how, how we spend our time. And so I think if at the beginning of every day you have the top three things that you want to accomplish today hopefully at least one of those things is something that's related to your purpose or a long-term goal that you have for yourself. Then again, it gives you kind of like a guidepost to come back to, because if your life is anything like mine, so many things can happen during the day Mm. that I decided I wanted to go to the gym. can't remember the last time that happened. I decided that I wanted to write a little bit. Can't remember the last time that happened. But I noticed that when I don't just have a to-do list, but I have, these are the three things that I want to do today. And I actually assign it a time on my calendar. I find that I get more done. Now I'm not putting things on there, like do the laundry, who cares? If you don't get to your laundry for three days in the grand scheme of of, of the world, it really doesn't matter. But you have to ask yourself, what, where do I really want to be in the next 12 months at the time Hmm. of this recording? It's the middle of February. Where do I want to be at the end of 2022 And I need to make sure that every single day, at least one thing that is on my calendar is going to be a step towards me accomplishing what it is that I want to accomplish by the end of this year. And I won't go to bed tonight until it's done. I don't care if the house is on fire. I'll go sit across the street and watch it burn and get this one thing done. It's just that important. Like what God has for you is just that important. But something you said before you asked me that last question Is you know some of the questions that we ask ourselves of like you know what we want and if you know you know if God called me to do this He's going to kind of give me the grace for that. I think sometimes we question how ready we really are, Hmm. and I think it's important that we're reminded that whatever place it is that God has prepared for us, He has already prepared us for that. I believe it's in in Ephesians two and ten, and it talks about the fact that God does beforehand these things that allow us to do great works. So that means if he's all, if he's prepared beforehand for you to do great works, that means that whatever it is that he's called you to do, he would not have done it if you weren't already at least ready enough to start. Hmm. And I believe that we get so stuck in, we don't know what's going to happen on step four or five that we never take step one. And you're oftentimes not going to know what step four or five consists of until you do step one. It's kind of like your GPS. If I want to go to California from Dallas, why am I worried about what's going to happen in Nevada? And I haven't even gotten out of Texas yet. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we have to ask, we have to remind ourselves, like, we're prepared enough to at least start. And then once I take the first step, I can worry about the next step. Once I take the next step, but the how is not a whole lot of our business down the road. We just need to be secure enough to know that we're already ready enough to at least start. And I hope that in and of itself sets somebody free. You putting off doing something because they didn't feel ready enough for what they thought was going to happen a year from now. Just start, just start.
0: All right. Hey, and if you're anywhere like me in Texas, it's going to take me, it's going to take you a long time to get out of Texas because I'm down here in Corpus Christi. Okay. Uh, it's going to take about 15 hours to get out of Texas from around. Exactly. Where I'm at. So you don't so. need to worry
1: about what's going on on the coast. It's going to be a while before you get there. Worry about getting out of Texas first. And right. guess what? there's no shortage of information. We, we don't live back in the days where, where my grandparents were alive and there was no internet and no maps. And like, you know, there's very little that you can't Google nowadays to at least figure out what the first step is.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know. I, I completely agree. Um, I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, I, okay. I, I thought I was going to go to go to some sort of Bible college or some sort when I, when I, I mean, I was preparing every way which way I could to do that for when I retired. Yeah. Well, that didn't pan out. You Know that that did not work out because of my the, the health problems I was experiencing, uh, at the time. So then I'm thinking, well, how am I supposed to ever go into ministry? Yeah, right. I, 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 I you know, because you know, quote unquote, you're supposed to go to Bible college, you're supposed to get a degree. So I'm like, because for me, that's the only that's the only right I know
1: yeah. uh, or knew
0: at the time. Sorry, um, but you know, came just bunch of studying, poor, you know, oh, I got a Bible, there's one, like you said, there's the internet, there's another. Yeah, Um, it's the same
1: thing for me when I was being called to ministry. I was like, but I didn't grow up in church, which means I didn't go to Sunday school, which means I don't know the stories. And if I don't know the stories, how am I going to minister anybody? Like, I just kept coming up with all of these reasons why I was not qualified for what it was that he was calling me to do. And one day it was almost like, don't you know that I know you didn't grow up in church? Like, don't you know that I know you didn't, you don't know the stories per se? I'm still going to use you, you know, to do what it is that I'm asking you to do just shut up and do what I told you last.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I, think that's how, I think that's how God talks to me anyway. I don't know how he talks to y'all, but I think sometimes he talks to me because it's like any other parent. Like, you know how your children are. Right. You know what they respond to. You know that if you have two kids, the same form of discipline or consequence may not work for both of them. I think that's the way the Lord talks to me. Like, I don't need you to figure it out. Just shut up and do what I told you last.
0: <laughs> right. I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. That's the way he talks to me. He's like, Sometimes he's just like, hey, hey, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Silence. Yeah. Like, basically, he's, he's telling me, like, I already told you what to do. Why do I need to tell you to do? Why, why, do, I, why do I need to repeat myself to you? Exactly. Like, okay, yeah, yeah right, God. why
1: do we need to keep praying about it? I think that so oftentimes we're using form, prayer as just a form of procrastination. Oh, well, I need to pray about it. I believe that you probably already have prayed about it, and this is your answer. And so now that I've presented you with the answer, now you want to go pray about the answer. It's like, it's disrespectful. Like, why do
0: we do that? Right. People playing Gideon, you know, they ask for a sign, you know, Gideon was like, well, okay, well, I'll do it. If you show me a sign, he, he, he puts the fleece out. Right. The sign is there. He's like, well, okay, well, okay. Let me, now, now I need another sign. It's like, yeah. dude, God already told you to do it. Then you ask for a sign. Now you need another sign. Like how many more signs do you need? Yeah. I, I, I do I, I think people will walk around like that today it's like they, they they believe what they heard right and then and you know rightly so they want to be cautious about it you know yeah. they might you know talk to another brother or sister in Christ about it or it could be you know somebody who doesn't even know him gives them a word from the Lord yeah right and then instead of acting on it they just like okay well i I, I, I need more confirmation it's like oh, I, am. I already sent a, well, and I a lot
1: of the confirmation. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. And I, I think people are like, I think you highlight is are afraid of failure. Oh, I'm not this. Well, what if I mess up? And, I, and I'm thinking less well, like, welcome to the human race. So well, what would you say to people about that? Cause people, we're going to fail. We're all, yeah. we're all going to fail along the way. We're all going to make mistakes. That, that, but what do we do in that failure, which is, you know, b- bouncing back or resilience, right? When right. something happens, we, we bad happens to us or in this case, failure, right? Uh, How does like bouncing back resilience play into that?
1: The first thing I would say is that we have to stop wanting to be people who never go through anything. But outside of that hard pill to swallow, because I know they're probably like, where did you find this chick? But outside (laughs) of the fact that we've got to stop expecting to be people who don't go through anything, we have to recognize that we should not internalize what did or did not happen. Hmm. It's not your identity. So because that thing did not happen, it's not who you are. And so you may or may not be familiar with the concept of failing forward. You know, anytime we're trying to accomplish a big goal or a God-sized goal, it's going, you know, I think the bigger the goal, the bigger the challenges, right? right. I mean, yeah. if I'm just trying to go across the street, I'm probably going to be able to do that without much difficulty. But if I'm trying to, you know, walk to California, that's going to come with its own set of its own set of challenges. But if something along the way happens to me or it doesn't happen the way that I planned it, I can't afford to internalize it and say it's because of me. It's because of something that I'm not. It's because of something that I am. So you have to you have to recognize that whatever it is that didn't happen, it's not who I am. And as long as I don't internalize the quote unquote failure, I can actually learn from it. Because I believe, Pastor McGuire that I probably have learned more from my mistakes and my yeah. failures than i have my successes and so i think that's how you fail forward is go wait a minute this ain't got nothing to do with me it's not because i'm dumb it's not because i'm not pretty enough it's not because i'm not worthy enough or whatever the you know the things are that the little mini me you know that's inside of our head and i can say okay but I, I learned what i learned what not to do the next time i learned what to do the next time and now let me use that to kind of power me forward because it's going right. to Nothing, I mean, how many things have you done in your life that have gone exactly the way you thought it was?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. I oh, right. the <laughs> okay.
1: You wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't have accomplished any of the things you've accomplished. You definitely wouldn't have,
0: right,
1: the ranks in military if every time something didn't happen, you just like, oh God, I'm so dumb. I'm so not worthy. I'm so, you know, I mean, like, no. Right. Learn from it and let it push you forward. And it will if you don't internalize it.
0: Oh, yeah. I, Man, I've learned so much from failure. You know, I, I've learned more about hey, what not to do. I can tell people too, by the way, that the Bible is filled with more stories of what not to do than what to do. Yeah, you know? that's I word. mean, you, get, you got the whole Old Testament filled with Abraham, he failed. Yeah, you know, he, he Jacob, he, he tried, you know, already, uh, Lord told him what his life was going to be, but he's like, I'm going to help you out, Lord. And he, he yeah. kind of, you know, he failed. I mean, it was saying there's like, we could go through a whole slew. And yet, and yet the good thing is, there's a lot of these people that God still used. He still, he still used them. I mean, David, he made colossal, mis- you know, King David, he made a colossal mistakes, um, you know, uh, adultery, uh, then having the guy whacked, uh, then not taking care of his children. And, and you just name, you just go, and then he still named. um he Right. And he still named a man after God's own heart. After all of that and more. So yeah, I believe yeah I don't, I don't, yeah we should not let failure define, define. yeah. And I probably like guess what going to be worth for somebody. Don't let failure define um, what what you do and who you are. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, so so what's the difference? Say, I'm sure maybe some people may not have a, have an idea, or they did have a wrong idea of what they were supposed to do. And that you know different different so many different uh, reasons why that would happen. But maybe maybe you could highlight what the difference is between that and us just needing growth and maturity. Cause I think sometimes we conflate that, Oh, I, I made a mistake. Oh, am I supposed to do that? Versus no, I just need to grow and mature in that.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes it's something didn't go the way that we wanted to because we skipped a step. Sometimes we didn't, we just didn't do the step right. Let me give a very simple example of a a person that I spoke to about two or three months ago that things in their business was not really taking off. They weren't really getting any traction in their business, but they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God had told them to start that business. So they were beginning to question whether or not they were suitable for this type of business and whether or not they really heard the voice of the Lord. So when I started talking to them, I started looking at the fact of, well, yes, these were the first three steps that that they told you that you needed to do, but you didn't do those three steps correctly. Mm. Something very simple as there was something that someone told them that they needed on, needed on their website. Well, not to get too business and tech savvy, you know, during this call, but in marketing, there are certain formulas that work. There's a reason why we buy stuff when we see a commercial Right. And It's because the marketing people that are behind that, they know what the right formulas are. Well, this person was told to put this on their website and she went and put it on her website, but it didn't speak to anything that was going to make anybody do anything any different than, oh, okay, well, that looks good.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I say that to say that sometimes it, it's because we skipped a step. Okay. Sometimes it's because we didn't skip a step, but we weren't the most, we weren't the best person for the job. And then other times, it's to your exact point. There are areas that we need to continue to grow and mature. And what I know in my own businesses and in my own ministry, that in areas that haven't happened yet, it was either because it just wasn't time. God wasn't ready for it to happen. And I think it's in Isaiah, it says, in the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. It just wasn't time for it to happen. Or he ultimately knew that that was one area of my life that I needed to mature more in before he was willing to take me out of hiding. So those are the three things. If you, well, no, there's a fourth thing. So the first thing, if, if you're not getting traction and whatever it is that you're trying to do personally and professionally, first of all, go back and see if you skip the step number two, check and make sure that if you did the step that it was done correctly, maybe you need to hire somebody that that's their lane and do that number three, you might need to grow or mature or number four, I want you to look back at your life and ask yourself, where have I not been obedient in my Mm. ties? When have I not been obedient in discord with friends and family members? Because sometimes I believe Satan is just meddling. And then sometimes I believe that there's things that we've done years ago that we forgot that the principle of sowing and reaping is still real. And we need to go back and repent for something that we did or did not do honorably Mm. 12 years ago. I may have clocked out an hour early or late just to get some extra time on my check 2022 Shana would have never done that. But 2001 Shana probably would have been like, oh, I see a way for me to get an extra hour on this check. Well, I could be actually reaping the negative benefits of that seed that I sowed 15 years ago. So I think that those are the kind of the four different things that we can kind of check ourselves against. If something is not going the way that we think it should so that we can identify where do we need to fix it? Did I skip a step? Did I do a step wrong? Do I need to grow or mature? Or is there some kind of, you know, attack or alertness on our life that we really need to, you know, to to repent
0: against. Now when you say something about repenting something like however many years ago that we did do, didn't do whatever, does that come in? Is that more like changing the mindset? Because if we don't repent of what we did back then, then we might, we're probably still carrying uh, that same mindset with us then.
1: We very much could be, or it could be, like I said, there are things in my life 12, 15 years ago that I would never do today. But that doesn't, you know, all seeds are going to usually reap a harvest at at some point. That doesn't mean that if I sowed a bad seed 20 years ago, that I might not be reaping the bad fruit of it in 2022. And so we need to say, ooh, if there's something that I was not obedient in or I was dishonorable in, I need to say, Lord, forgive me for that. And I, I renounce any bad things that I've done in the past that might be showing up in my life today. Because the reality is, is that those seeds, the the, the sowing, the reaping and sowing principle didn't just go away. Now that I'm a minister or and ordained prophet.
0: Right. right, <laughs> that's, right.
1: Just not, that's just not the way warfare works. It's just not the way that reaping and sowing works. So sometimes Satan is just meddling because he wants us to give up. He wants us to get discouraged and think it's not for us. And in that, in that case, then, then, yeah, we absolutely are not going to give into that. But sometimes it's like, Ooh, I will, I was, haven't been faithful in my tithing. I've got discord between myself and my brother and haven't spoken to him in 12 years, you know, mm-hmm. I stole time 12 years ago. And we think because we would never do those things before that the principle of sowing and reaping just goes away when we become better. That's right. not the way it works.
0: I mean, I, I, I go by, you know, um, well in the, you know, in the Greek and in, um, the word repentance, um, metanoia, which means having a changed mind. Right. Yes. And so I believe that, you know, I see that, you know, if I did something back then and I never attempted to make right for it, say with a person, which we know, but you know, Jesus tells us, you know, if we remember wrong, we have against our brother to leave our offering at the altar and go make right. He tells us that that's scriptural right there. And then also I, I believe that we need to get, if we didn't, then, we need to have a changed mind about it because somewhere along the way, I believe, like you're talking about seeds, I believe that that little seed um, may have not germinated fully in us, but it's still there. And that we need to get a changed mind about that, whether it's cutting corners, whether it's how we, I could just speak harshly to somebody or whatever, whatever area it, it, it may it's be show in. Up
1: in another way.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, and that, that's the way I look at it about this whole sowing and, and reaping. Um, thing is like, man, you didn't, if you didn't attempt to make right, or, or you just, maybe you just had to ask God for the forgiveness for it, whatever it may be. Well, that, that's still there. And I mean, I can speak for myself about carrying, you know, wrong attitudes. Um, and, and such, I, you know, I completely agree with, uh, with what you're saying about that, um, that we, we really do because we, we can't, we can't, we can't carry it in to where God wants us to go. Right. He tells us to be yeah. faithful in the little first, Yes. And then, like you, said, and then if you
1: never change your mind about it. Nothing is going to change because what's in our mind become our thoughts and then our thoughts become our words and our actions and then our words and our actions create our reality. So, you know, so if you never change your mind, it may not show up the same way that it showed up pre salvation or pre-maturity, but it could continue to, it could, you know, show up again in a completely different way. But still comes from the same mindset. So you're ab- absolutely right.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, this is um, this is good, um, and I hope this is pray. This is going, I'm pretty sure it's going to bless some people out there. Uh, I, I, I think people need to realize that life isn't easy. You know, I I, I say I, I beat that drum all the time, uh, talking uh, from where Jesus said, and you know, talking to his disciples. In this world, you will have tribulation. Yes. Right. Uh, but he said, be, be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. Yes. And I, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of believers get that, you know, um, what what, for what, whatever reason. Um, but I like to say, you know, Jesus didn't escape from it. Why should I escape from it? You know, and he had we
1: were, a lot worse than most of us.
0: Right, and just read, read about Brother Paul in the Bible. You know that dude. He talked. He, he gives a, a list of, I've been I've been beaten, scourged, shipwrecked, uh, all of that kind of thing. Um, and he gives his list. And but here, Brother Paul's going out. Till, you yeah. know, till the end of life. I guarantee you, not many people out there have been scourged, or or thrown in a. I guess what I could, what I would liken to a third world prison. Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. I'm guaranteeing much of it. I, I, and I, and I, I understand, you know, tough things happen in life uh, for people, you know, for whatever reason, it's unexpected. But I also um, just, I, I think if, if we, if when those things happen, if they should, you know, happen, that it'll eventually draw us closer to God and that God will use what happened for his glory.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have a choice to make because even though that God is God all by himself, he really does desire to co-create with us. I think oftentimes we sit back and think he's just going to do us. Like he just has this magic wand. He's just going to do everything, do everything. Um, And there is a lot that he will do, but there's also things that he wants us to do as well. And so we have to co-create with him and say, okay, you know, this is where I'm, this is where I've been. This is where I'm going. I'm going to let you drive. I'm going to ride shotgun, but I'm still going to have an instrumental role in actually getting, you know, where, where it is that that you're taking me. I don't, I don't believe that we're going to um, just be done. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, Lord, I surrender. Just do it. Just do it. Take care of it. He's like, I'm going to take care of a lot of it. But what role are you going to play, you know, in, in the process as well? And there's definitely some areas in our lives that we can begin to focus on, um, you know, to make sure that it's kind of a, a walk alongside.
0: Yeah, I saw a meme. I can't remember exactly what I said, but showed a guy leaning on a shovel, you know, on um, uh, the ground. Basically talked about how uh, if God want, you know, wants a hole, uh, wants you to dig a hole, he's not going to dig it for you. You know, you, you're going to give
1: you the shovel.
0: Right. He gave you the shovel. Now you got to just do it, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah he's not going to just knock the hole in there for you for, for sure.
0: Right. And, and, you know, like I went through some horrible stuff when I said combat three times, uh, trapped in PTSD for 15 years, uh, and all of that. And, you know, living, living in a nightmare. And I know like now God can use that because, uh, here we are, Corpus Christi, uh, Texas, and there's not a single veteran support group in, in a church around here. So see, that's just one example of God using something horrible, um, that I pray that nobody would ever have to go through, um, using that to, to help others.
1: Yeah, I did. A, I did an episode of my podcast yesterday and my guest was talking about the saying that most of us know very well, everything happens for a reason. He said, but did you know that there's actually a second part to that statement? And I said, no, that's the only thing that I've ever heard. And he says, the saying actually goes, everything happens for a reason and those things are there to serve you. Hmm. And it was just such a different perspective that I think it gives us the opportunity to have that. Yeah, we can chop it up to everything happens for a reason, but some people will think, well, it's because I was just supposed to go through that because I'm a bad person or because I've done something bad before. No, it's there to serve you. And then once you get served, you're able to serve other people as well. Like, okay, you went through a divorce so that you could help other people who were going through a divorce. You went through loss and grief so that you could create a support group to help other people go through loss and grief. So it happened for a reason. Those things served you and then you're able to take those things and then serve others. I believe that in second careers and second seasons of many of our lives, we we should probably be creating an avenue to take other people through what it is that we've probably been through. After we retire and we're looking for something else to do, I believe that that's what many of us should be doing is saying, what, what happened in my life that I now know a lot more about the journey and how I can bring other people along, you know, kind of that whole lift as you climb thing. Right. So yeah. So somebody who's listening, like, I don't know what I'm going to do after I retire. Think about what you've been through and how can you begin to put something together? And it doesn't have to be elaborate. It could right. be a, a group online once a week in a Facebook group or something where you can look at that thing that was meant for a reason that served you. How can you use it to serve others?
0: Mm, I like it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. So as we end, and do you have any closing closing thoughts for people?
1: Yeah. You know, I would say that um, there is another level of destiny that awaits every single person and every day that we don't access the wisdom and the information that is necessary is actually a day delayed for us to answer the amazing life that's calling. So it's a choice, you know, are we going to sit by on the sidelines and just let life happen to us Or are we actually going to dare um, to answer, you know, that amazing life that's calling?
0: That's Mm -hmm. that's what I would leave them with.
1: Can I give them a free gift, Pastor McGuire? Huh?
0: Say what? I give them a free gift. Sure. I'm sure they wouldn't complain.
1: (laughs) So I have a a guide and it's called When God Says Shift. And so I believe that there are four primary areas of our life that we need to shift in if we're going to go out of disruption and get into a greater possibility, more expectancy, you know, just the greatness that is there for us. And, and they can get that free guide at God says shift.com. That's God says shift.com. And it's an immediate download. Um, and, and it's very, very straightforward. These are the four areas. Here's what you do now. Go do it.
0: All right. So God says shift.com. And I'm just yeah. trying to check it. Is that, Oh, let me see. Uh, okay, so is it uh God I mean I'm going to write that down real quick. That way I can link it in in the description. Yes. So God says Oh, sorry about that. shift.com. Dot. Okay, good. All right, and so then uh, where else can people find you at? Where 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 else can people contact you at?
1: If they're on social media, um, I'm a God shift on Facebook and I'm at a God shift on Instagram. I'm more active on I post things on our Facebook page, but I'm more active um, on on um, Instagram. But they also our website. Everything is a God shift. So our website is a Godshift.com. Um, But I, I think the best place to start is to start with a free guide. But there's information about our books and our t-shirts and our television shows and, you know, all the things that, that, that consist of our movement at a God shift.com, but I've kept it really simple. So whether you're looking for me online or on social media or the bookstores, every, everything is a God shift.
0: Nice. All right. Well, all all those links will be in the show notes in the description for anybody wants to check it out. Like I said, I'll, I'll link in that, that free, uh, free guide that you uh, told everybody about. So, If you want it, it'll be there in the description. It's just waiting for you. It's free. I mean, who doesn't like free things, right?
1: Yeah. Access the wisdom that you need. You can't shift without new information. So that's some great information for you to start with.
0: All right. Fair enough then. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, And I believe that this is going to help a lot of people out there uh, come come into what God has called them to do.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: All right, with that, we're out of here for now.